Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Hello! Hi! Friday! So I have this rash on my wrist. Is that I just discovered? On top of your burn? Yes. What is happening? So this morning, oh, last week I burnt my wrist. Yes. Using my curling wand. In a wand. tragic curling wand yes. incident. Mm-hmm. This morning I woke up and it was bleeding. So I must have rubbed it in the night. Uh-huh. I don't know. So I put a band aid on it. Okay. The band aid I chose was a Jane Austen themed band aid. <laughs> Like four years old. <laughs> what? Where? Why? It's from ArchieMcPhee.com. Okay. I don't read Jane Austen novels, but I have these band aids, and I put one on. I just have like so this will this will stop the bleeding. I took it off like twenty minutes ago, and I have a rash because it's an old band aid, and it's just now it's making everything worse. I mean, I have so many questions <laughs> after that dialogue, but like, I just. I don't even know that we have time. Did you like mail order band aids? That was my first. My question. mom gets me fun things from ArchieMcPhee.com in my Christmas stocking, and, and one year it was Jane Austen band aids. Okay, that's that right. sums it up. That really opens up a whole other set of questions, but I'm not going to touch it. Um, I do have one question for you. What are you fangirling over? <laughs> <laughs> I am fangirling over the Oscar nominations. You were you woke me up with my phone a buzz in the. the I'm, I was just like, what? I'm so excited mm-hmm. for Jordan Peele. Yes. Because Sorry. he didn't get any Golden Globe. I know, noms. so weird. Uh, did he get one? Maybe one. But screenplay, not maybe. enough. Yeah, not enough. I am excited because that means Chelsea Peretti gets to go to the Oscars. Which is amazing. You know she's going to like live tweet or post a bunch on oh, Instagram. Yeah. Have you been following her Instagrams? Because she has yes. to like, you know, she had a baby. We have babies on the same day. And she's been like having to like pump at these award shows. And it's just like, girl rough <laughs> like just like all the like organization that that requires i'm just like oh yikes that sucks she's a badass she's a badass total badass also Greta Gerwig oh yeah excited only then then like five women like she's the number I five I, I think i'm just so excited for both of them because this was their first movie i mean Greta Gerwig has co-directed a movie but this is their first like That's on insane. their own yeah and then I they lo- got Best Picture, Director, and Screenplay. It's insane. It's crazy. Should they be best friends? Should they, like, hang out together? I mean, they did a Vanity Fair shoot together. Ooh, fun. I will say, though, Shape of Water. Everybody knows. If Guillermo wins, though, I won't be mad. Oh, yeah. Well, we talked about it. I loved his Golden Globe yeah, speech. Yeah, you, you cried. Um, I'm really rooting for Benicio Del Toro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was very exciting. It's always fun times in, in L.A. I feel like there's always, like, a little bit of a vibe after, yeah. after the... Uh, nominations come out from now until March, which is really a long time, but uh, nonetheless, gives me a lot of time to watch the screeners that I have not uh, watched. Yeah, got a couple I need to see. Um, Phantom Thread coming for you. Oh uh, yeah. What are you fangirling over? I've got a lot of stuff. So I started watching season four of Grace and Frankie. I am six episodes in. I will say Lisa Kudrow's in the first couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm questioning some choices she's made oh. as an actress. I can't wait to get there because I want to talk about it. Yes. Um, but I like it. Again, I've always really liked Grace and Frankie. I find it very, very funny. Um, I will say I have spent an inordinate amount of time just staring at Jane Fonda being like, how? Like, I know the how <laughs> is a lot of surgery and stuff, but like, damn Not girl, all of it. Not all of it. Girls... 80 years old. First of all, she's playing 70, so, like, good up on her right there. And then second of all, it's just like, what? Like, you know when some people age and they have surgery or fillers or whatever, and you're just like, oh. Yeah. She looks phenomenal. Phenomenal. And there was, like, a scene where she takes off her makeup and stuff, and I'm like, I 
will never, I think I've said this before, I will never look that good as 80-year-old Jane Fonda yeah. with no makeup. And I was just like, okay, sure, cool. She's amazing. It's amazing. One other thing that I'm fangirling over that I believe you are as well is American Crime Story, the assassination of Gianni Versace. Yes. Versace. Such a beautiful show. So beautiful. And, you know, we're obviously covering it in our side piece podcast. But I just like, I mean, it's not OJ. We'll just say that. But nothing yeah. is OJ to but me because I love it. Yeah. Is it, can you compare it? No, you, know. you can't compare it. But it is so beautiful. It really makes me want to go to Miami. I've never been. Um, and I'm just, we've all, we're only one episode, you know, two episodes in. But I am very on board. I yeah. know. I like it. I like it, and I have a crush on Gianni Versace. But I googled the actor, and I like only have a crush on him as Versace. Well, yeah, and, and I don't have a crush on the real Versace. Very it's a weird. very weird thing happening. I though I'm questioning your taste because we we got in a sort of a, a tiff before <laughs> we started recording this because I believe that Versace has like a weird '90s sort of balding mullet, and then you questioned whether or not I knew what a mullet was, and it was like because a he thing. It just has longer hair, and it's not a mullet, but it like is kind of like he's but like bold on top i don't know people google it see what you think i find it weird we got really into it, it before a, we started recording it was a tiff i was like our was... friendship's over <laughs> um okay <laughs> on that on that note some other like very controversial things happened in our friendship in making this episode making the outline uh, for this we got into some arguments i mean I'm still not okay with some of them. I mean, they're good, but I don't feel the same way. Okay, first and foremost, I we need to get this out of the way right away because I feel like people will be pissed. Riot. Yes. Guys, there's no Save by the Bell and there is no Calvary Dreams on this list. Yes. Here's why. I fought for them. Natalie's the worst. That's why. No, I fought against them. You fought against them. Why, why, why don't you explain Because... Why? I feel like those shows were only airing during the day. Okay. And it's more like teen, kid-based. I don't know. It didn't feel you like didn't a feel sitcom. Like a sitcom. Right. It is, I guess, multicam and in like that format, but yeah. it doesn't feel like a traditional sitcom to me. And it was an easy way to just take two out of our list because <laughs> totally. we had like 15. It was aggressive. Again, we had a separate meeting to like whittle these down. Um, what did transpire is that we'll likely have to do a kids program theme song because I mean salute your shorts like come on hey dude there's just like some things that yeah we need to talk we're about we're gonna be timed out theme songs for the rest of our lives until yeah. we're dead but I just needed to say that because like everyone knows how much I love Say by the Bell like and the fact that it's not on here hurts my soul a little bit we're actually gonna pl- do some episode in the future where we just battle Save by the Bell's theme song versus California <laughs> yeah. Dreams theme song because we all know which one is better it's <laughs> Dilly, California Dreams Dilly, Dilly. okay so with that like we've done with the 70s and the 80s we are going to do 90s on 9 9 uh, theme <laughs> XM songs XM Radio XM once Radio again. count backwards so with that what is number nine, Natalie? Number nine, also kind of controversial. Yeah. It's Frasier. Now, Frasier. <laughs> Natalie's arms are out. She is like declaring. I love Frasier. I love the song. But this was used as an outro, mm-hmm. never an intro. So we really went back and forth. Does this count as a theme song? Mm-hmm. But we came to the conclusion that it does. By the way, there's like an in, like an eight minute compilation video on YouTube of just all of the animations and the like boop, boop, boops, like at the beginning yes. of Frasier. Did so I watch you need something thing? soothing to watch? I did. I, I highly recommend. It. it was fascinating. Like, oh, look at that space needle. Um, okay, what do you got? Okay, so I'm gonna credit 
a blog spot real Ooh, quick. Okay. So <laughs> Kevin Levine did the research. Thanks, Kevin. Someone asked him about the theme song. He went to the source. Okay. So this man, Bruce Miller, not only did Frasier, he composed for Knots Landing, Wings, Designing Women. Ooh. Great shows. Great shows. So the creator of Wings... I loved Wings, by the way. I know you do. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, Wings, Marin. Talk <laughs> about you. Wings. Tony Shalhoub, uh-huh. <laughs> Creator of Wings asked him to attempt a jazzy theme song without using obvious words like radio show, psychiatry, <laughs> Seattle, Frasier. <laughs> okay. So he did the music himself, and then he asked a friend by the name of Daryl Finesse Ooh. for help on the lyrics. And was him that gave us the beautiful lyrics of toss salad and scrambled eggs. Thanks, Daryl. And it makes sense, which I never cared to even think about. Yeah. But he explained that like toss salad and scrambled eggs are things that are mixed up, which would be Fraser's patients that call in. And like every line has like a meaning about the show. Oh my goodness. It was like, it's like, what's another word for uh, like radio show and I just like think of something else <laughs> to make it work so basically this whole theme song is just a bunch of synonyms yes <laughs> okay. they went to like thesaurus.com <laughs> awesome I love that uh-huh. um, but the producers really wanted Kelsey Grammer to do it um, they had like another guy in mind and they were like no Kelsey Grammer needs to do it but I think he does it a good was job. not for him yeah yeah um, so Important fact about Bruce Miller. Okay. He also composed all 25 slightly different <gasps> versions of that intro where you see the skyline. Yeah, so, so I you can see it on work. YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can listen to all of them. But I don't know. I feel like it sets the tone for the show. Yeah, absolutely. And because I think Fraser Crane does think he has a great voice. Oh, yeah. And he would sing to himself in his home. Fraser Crane 100% has a podcast in 2018. Yeah. Like, definitely. And we're all listening to it. <laughs> For sure. Um, I will say, because, like, again, Fraser is a spinoff from Cheers, which I do feel like some people forget. Um, because it was so good on its own. So good on its own. But it's like, it has to have a good theme song because the Cheers theme song, like, it has to be memorable, right? Like, mm-hmm. much like we saw with, like, Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days, like, that. those are huge components of the show. And it's just, like, I don't know. They, I think they nailed it. Yeah. But it's very different. It's very specific. It's like, very I like simple, it. too. Mm-hmm. Very simple. I really like it. Yeah. Um, all right. Any other facts on Frasier? No. But I think our next one's, like, in the complete opposite direction. I was going to say a left turn from yeah. Frasier, for sure. Just in terms of highbrow, lowbrow, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight, sister, sister. Sister, sister. Which is coming back. Yeah. BT dubs. Do we need it? Do we need it? No. (laughs) Do the Maoris need it? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Although one of them had a cooking channel show. What about their baby brother? One of them was on the talk. Oh, yeah. Uh Um, Okay, what about sister, sister? Okay. This theme song was written and composed by three people. It took three people to get this to get jammed. Sister, sister. Tim Heinz, Randy Peterson, and Kevin Quinn. Okay. Season one is the only season that uses the full version what? of the song. Okay. And then they kind of drop it in season two. This is where we need to talk. Okay. Season five is like when, do you remember when we covered Melissa Joan Hart and 
um, they did that. They tried to do a clar- like a grown up, yes, Clarissa, mm-hmm. and they just made the theme song like the Nas like jazzy and slower. Yes, this is kind of what they did with Sister Sister. Okay, only I'm nervous. The Maoris sing it. No, and I have a clip of it here. I'm gonna play it for you. No. no, we don't need it. No, no. The first, the first <laughs> season version, it's so exciting. Yeah, it's I mean, it's kind of like uh, Moesha did it too, where I think she re-recorded every season. Yeah, but Randy's a singer. Yes, mm-hmm. that's what she does. So that makes sense right. to me. <laughs> it's like I don't think we needed this version. No, again with all the like tweaking of the theme song of shows, I yes, don't understand. But season one, it's such a jam. It's so exciting. Yeah, it's fun. I'm ready to watch a show. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. Right. I know. <laughs> Jack A is going to be in it. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Someone's adopted. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Jack A is here. Go. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't need the Maori singing. I, I liked Sister Sister. I didn't love it. Um, definitely don't need it to come back. But it's very 90s, this song. Yeah. I like It's very much of the time, I will say. Which I think is, you could say that for all of them on oh. our list. Oh. Most of them. Yeah, most of them. Um, Okay, what's next? This one, actually, you can't say that for. That 70s show. (laughs) Because it's a real song from the 70s. Yes. By one of my favorite bands, Big Star. So it was written by Alex Chilton and Chris Bell. Mm -hmm. And actually, Alex Chilton confirmed that he was paid $70 in royalties every time the show aired. Whoa. Ironic, right? Yeah. 70s show. But, like, still? Um, no. Oh, okay. Just like in, not in syndication, just like for all of their regular episodes. Um, no, I don't think he's alive anymore. He's uh, a state, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that money's still there. That show's still in reruns. Like, That's true. So there get are. Get those Chilton kids some cash. There are different versions. Season one is covered by Todd Griffin. He's a member of a band called The Graveyard Train. Mm-hmm. And then season two on is by another 70s band. Yeah. Cheap Trick. So. They are covering Big Star, but to give it a spin of their own, at the end they chant, we're all all right, Mm -hmm. which is actually lyrics from their song Surrender. So they were like, we're going to cover their song, but we're going to put some of ours in it. (laughs) Thanks, Cheap Trick. Which I don't hate. No, I actually, that's like what I hear in my brain when I think about that 70s show. Oh, I hear like, hello, Wisconsin. Oh, you do? Also. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, For some reason, they decided to make alternate versions for holidays. They did Christmas and Halloween. Uh, you can find them both on YouTube. Christmas is kind of great. Uh-huh. They just like I was add gonna say, some, I don't hate this they just idea. Like, add some jingles and some like heavy bells oh, throughout. Yeah. Uh-huh. Halloween is a nightmare. <laughs> Why? I was like, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, like, you love spooky. Halloween. Uh-huh. Big star going scary. I'm in. It was like they just added a cheesy organ between lines. Oh. It'd be like hanging out. <laughs> it was so bad. I'm embarrassed. I can't believe it got on. It's that bad. You are worked up. Yeah, like don't ruin Halloween for me. Oh, yeah, no. Not for you, of course. Yes. But this led me down a K-hole. Do you remember that 80s show? Yeah, wasn't Jessica Simpson on it? She was on that 70s no, show. No, no, no. Um, who you know who I'm thinking of is um, the girl who was in Sweet Valley High. The twins. Her name is Brittany. She kind of looks oh, like Jessica so. Simpson. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, it only lasted like one season, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Yeah, I remember 
I was too young to really be, you know, to really judge a TV show. But uh-huh. I was like, this is bad. <laughs> but you were judging it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is it just the Goldbergs? Like, maybe? <laughs> I don't no, know. I don't know. This one was like youths in a record store. The Goldbergs is like family sitcom. Yeah. They're different. And I think the Goldbergs is probably more of like winking at stuff. Yes. Whereas this one was shoving it in your face. Like 80s. Um, did you like that 70s show? Yes. You did? Yes. I, was I had a crush on Ashton Kutcher in high oh, school. Really? That seems so off-brand for you. Oh. Huh. Interesting. Um, I... Why? Because I like Gianni Versace? <laughs> yes. I mean, I was just going to let it linger, but yeah, that's, that's why. <laughs> I mean, we can argue about it some um, more. Yeah, I liked it. Did you know that like they thought that Topher Grace was going to be this huge breakout star? No. No one like saw Ashton Kutcher coming, like, at all. Um, and then... I'm maybe one of four people that remembers that his name is Topher Grace. Um, I mean, I know his name, but let's just show one, two. There's two other people out there. Um, but yeah, it uh, it was definitely like a starring vehicle for him. And then by the end of it, it was like just the Kelso show, pretty much. Um, yeah, it got weird. And then he left, and yeah. Seth Meyers' brother stepped in oh, to weird. be like the funny, goofy guy. It got messy real quick. Also, all those guys like had like restaurants in LA at the time. What a time. <laughs> like very early two thousands. Also like, Danny Masterson. Yeah. Garbage person? Maybe. Wow. Question mark. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Number six. This is like your... This is what I wanted this in the top three. Yeah. Okay. We, we got we got some arguments. I always have this. to make compromises based on what we've seen. Therefore, this got pushed back a little bit. Also, I would argue that like yes it was a very big popular show but that a lot of people kind of forget about it unfairly but that it's like people don't talk about it yeah as much but lucky for the entire country it's now on hulu yes uh-huh. so everyone watch living single and listen to that hot theme song so much saxophone so much saxophone it's a jam it's written and recorded by queen latifah what more could you want right mm-hmm like, Did you ever, like, forget that Queen Latifah was, like, a big-time rapper? A queen? <laughs> yeah. And a queen, yes. Mm-hmm. Appropriately named. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I mean, I know this is based on theme song, not intros, but they kind of go hand-in-hand. Hand because one of the lines is, in a 90s kind of world, I'm glad I got my girls. Yeah. And right at 90s kind of world, they're just like, and zoom in on an ATM. <laughs> like, we're so 90s. Let's yeah. get that ATM shot. And the entire intro has... A shadow dancer, an mm-hmm. extreme shadow dancer with like a bowl cut and she's doing like high kicks and it's so cool. Turns out it's Leslie Seeger, award-winning dancer and choreographer. She, um, there's, you can watch basically fan-made reels on YouTube and she's done like the black and white or sorry, another Michael Jackson video. And she was on Oprah showing oh Oprah hot dance moves, which you guys have to see. Oprah's wearing a short suit, uh, which I didn't know was a thing, but she's wearing it. Um, but yeah, Oprah doesn't have a lot of not a lot of rhythm based on that clip that I saw. Yeah, that's that's something. Yeah. Have you seen her when she listens to Ray of Light, the Madonna performance? <laughs> no. And she's just kind of like moving her head and arms. <laughs> can Oprah dance? She can do everything, yeah, but can she dance? dance? Everybody's got something. Um, <laughs> why do you think this song like resonated with you so much? Like, why do you love it so much? It's like, you know how the Golden Girls makes you happy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got that, but it also makes you want to dance a little bit. Yeah. So I feel like it's just a win-win. Like, you're pumped to watch yes. Living Single. Yeah. If I could just watch that, I would. 
it was like, this is the commercial, but we're just going to play the theme song. I'd be like, great, this is all I need. <laughs> not to say the show's not good, because right. I do like the show. Right. Uh, there is a soundtrack you can buy for the show. Theme song not on it. Why? I don't know if you can purchase the theme song anywhere. Weird. Yeah. Hmm. Queen's missing out on some some money. Yeah, she could be making some bank. At least like a dollar twenty nine for I you. I hope she for performs sure. it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Top top five five. So we went back and forth a lot on some of these and where we placed them, what we thought the people would want to hear. Number five, the one and only ringtone of Miss Natalie Burris, "My Opinionation" from Blossom. Now, I mean, you can just hear it, right? Like, it's just like, you can see it, you can see the opening credits, whatever. So this song was written by Mike Post, who, guys, this guy wrote some stuff. Um, So he wrote the theme song for everything from The A-Team to Chips to Doogie Howser, Great American Hero. Oh, man. Um... News Radio, Quantum Leap, which is a show that I loved. Um, let's see, what else? Like, uh, I mean, Silk Stockings, L- Law and Order. Like, this guy's all over the map. Yeah. But he, he's the dude. Um, it's also sung by Dr. John, who is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's like a New Orleans legend. Um, and has that, you know, that very sort of like, oh, that rasp. Yes. Um, but yeah, it just was, you know, pretty simple um initially it was like just blossom in her opening credits like voguing pretty much like mm-hmm. she's not doing the full dance and the opening segment like and sort of evolves, evolved yeah. and then you get like joey in the mix and then you get like sick you know everybody kind of is in there as well for a couple seasons it was just blossom um but yeah it's just it's a delight is opinionation a word uh no I don't believe it's so. It's a word for the song. It's so a word. it invented a word. Yes. Um, yeah, it's now in the lexicon. Thank you, uh, Mike Post. Um, Probably not added to the dictionary. No, definitely not. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's like perfect right in the middle. It's a very 90s, like, but it was very different from everything else. You know, and it was, it's not poppy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, you know, it's got, it's got some soul. It it's got some heart. Like, it does feel like a whole song. Yeah, it does. It feels like a whole song. Yeah. It's not too short. No, and it um it's 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 richer, and it's I think it's it's almost smart, and like Blossom is smart, and I I think it does a good job of like matching with the tone of the show, and kind of like how Mr. Russo was a musician, like I don't know, it's very like musical, um as opposed to just being like poppy like theme, um but I'm a fan, I like it. Okay, number four. Now number four is like near the, the best and dear to my heart. Does it get stuck in my head hmm, at least once a year for about a two-week period of time? It yeah. does. Um, when I was hiring this person in my life, <laughs> were the lyrics to this song in my head the whole time? They were. Number four, The Nanny. The best. The best. So, now, this was not the original theme song for this show. The, squeeze me? I know. So the pilot does not have the theme song. However, you cannot find it. You cannot find the pilot without the theme song now. They went right. back okay. and they updated it. But when the pilot was originally shot and like picked up and aired, the theme song was If My Friends Could See Me Now from Sweet Charity. You know what? it. Do you know it? Yeah, how does that? That doesn't make sense. Well, because it's very much like I'm on. I'm living in this house. Yeah, I'm living that life, whatever. However, the version that I was listening to was the Christina Applegate when she was in Sweet Charity on Broadway and I was like oh, what a time forgot about all of this I loved it um, but yeah so that was in the pilot um, now 
They moved it to The Nanny Named Fran. That's what the song is actually called. Um, it is performed by Anne and Liz Calloway. You're nodding your head because you know some of this facts, yes, right? Because so, my brain exploded. Yes. So Liz Calloway is the singing voice for Anastasia in Anastasia and also Jasmine in the sequels to Aladdin. So like the third one. The, yeah, Prince two, of Thieves, yes. King of Thieves, and like, whatever Jafar is a bad dude. Is that Return number two? of Jafar yes, is okay. number two. <laughs> you sure it's not Jafar is a bad dude? Would watch that. <laughs> yeah, totally. He like rolls up on a motorcycle <laughs> in a leather jacket. Iago has a matching leather jacket. <laughs> Perfect. Fan fiction, here we go. Um, but yes, and so then they also, you know, that the opening sequence is iconic. It's all, you know, the animated. Again, guys, it's a narrative song like yeah. it tells the animation you, was created for the song for the song and like it tells you the story of the show it uses terms like joie de vivre like come on like what beguiling beguiling like and it, it said so fast she had style she had flair she was there that's how she became the nanny like are those the qualifications i need for something great like i'm here <laughs> do you want to just hire me perfect um but yes i love it i also was reading that um rosie o'donnell then employed the same people to like do the opening animation for her show do you do you remember yes. this yeah because she loved this it makes so much she sense was to such me. a huge fan and then she had fran dresher on her show one time and she was telling her all about it and whatever and it was just Did like they do the music as well because i'm remembering everything yes i believe it's the Rosie O'Donnell show. yes i think it is exactly the same pretty much it's just like a story wow bit. guys i know um do you feel like the nanny gets it's due no i know why not i don't know but, like, for fashion alone. For fashion alone. And, like, her mom and her grandma, like, her just her family members, everyone, everything about it. And then, like, the kids. I don't know. I just, I thought it was a very, very funny show. I think Fran Drescher doesn't get the respect that she deserves. And you know why? It's because of the voice. People are annoyed by it. But she's very yeah. funny. And I loved The Nanny. I loved this theme song. I was in right from the beginning. I was just like, this song? Yeah. Yes. And yes, so please. that's why we put it at number four. I mean, there's some things on this list. Number three, I feel like, is going to be upsetting. Guys, I don't... I think people are going to be upset with our number two, not our number one. Number two is very specific to us. Number three, friends. I'll be there for you. Now, I mean, iconic, right? Yeah. Has this show, has this song been heard more than like any theme song ever? Maybe. I looked on Spotify and it had been played 47 million times. (laughs) Well, that's interesting because it's not actually a song. It was not a song and then it was made into a song. So basically, this is the Rembrandts. Um, uh, There's a note in here that says Minneapolis Guys, which I love. Um, but basically, they were approached to do this like by the show creators and the person who did the, all the sound for Friends. Mm-hmm. And they kind of like collabed on it together. There's like six people that are credited with writing this song. So basically. they're all getting money? Yeah. But uh, so are much money. Are they getting money. so much money or is it not that much be split? Uh, unclear. The way that ASCAP works, I don't know. Um, but it, this was like... Totally a freak accident, like, why they got picked to even do it. It was just, like, someone liked the Rembrandts. Like, does someone want to just, like, like my stuff? Like, yeah. I don't know. Not that I have music that I like wants our to podcast? Like. Do you want us to write you a song? <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. Um, but so um, the original theme song for the pilot is End of the World as We Know It. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy, but now that I'm thinking about the Rembrandts, they just did a weird version 
with slower vocals. Yeah, there, I mean, there's definitely like undertones of that song. Yeah, but it's just like so weird to think about if you were to listen to that song. It's every weird single that they time. would have chosen that too, and not Shiny Happy People, my favorite. Um, yes, but I feel like that's better suited. Right, but also just like so 90s. So 90s. <laughs> like, so 90s. Um, but so fun little fact. So they did the 45-second theme song, and then they got to hear the final version, and the clapping was in there. And yes. they didn't do the clapping. And they were like, what? This is amazing. Guess who does the clapping? Who? Tell me. Kevin Bright, David Crane, and Marta Kaufman. So the show creators are the ones that clap. Um, Because they were like, they wanted to be a part of it, and they're the ones that are clapping on the soundtrack. Why did they think of doing claps, genius? I don't know. That is like it. I remember hearing this song on the school bus, and everyone on the bus clapped. Yeah. So, but they're very big on the fact that it is four claps, not five. Um, And like, I know you got to like hear it and think about it. There was like recently, there was recently some sort of like, uh, like skit on Jimmy Kimmel and Monica is doing it and she claps five times (gasps) and it was like, no, how did you not? But I did read that the cast hated the song. And I don't know if they hated the song because they hated the opening. Like, they didn't like that they had to, like, be in the fountain or whatever. With umbrellas? Yeah, they thought it was, like, kind of cheesy. Or did they just hate the song because you hear it and you think of work? Because it's being played elsewhere now. Maybe. Like, it's just when you have too much of something and you're like, ugh. So here's the thing. So, again, the Rembrandts create this 45-second version. It is just a theme song. A DJ in, I believe, Cincinnati or somewhere loops it three times to create a full track, plays it on the radio. Mm-hmm. It gets requested so many times that the Rembrandts were like, all right, we'll make a full song. I actually really like the bridge. I'm always really into it. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, so it wasn't a song. Like, it was definitely a theme song. And then they, you know, the Friends cast did the video, and that took, like, forever. That video's awful. But, yeah, but it took forever to make. Like, the actual song and then the video come out, like, a year and a half or two years after the show premieres because it just took so long with everyone's schedules to, like, make this stupid video. Where they're just, like, um, putting on sunglasses and dancing in a room. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not. I know, it's like, how long did the You could have done it, like, after work one day. Yeah, it could have been on set. <laughs> Would have been easier. <laughs> totally. But I mean, yeah, it's an iconic song. You can't think about you, you know, you can't hear it and not think about friends. Like it's it's impossible to separate the two. Yeah. Um, which makes sense because that's probably why they hate it. Probably you can't separate it. And it's two hundred and thirty six episodes of friends. Like that's a lot of time. Um so yeah, I don't know if the Rembrandts are like living off that sweet friends cash or what, but good on them. Yeah. I mean, kind of never to be heard from again. They did break up. I know. The Rembrandts did. Yeah. They're no longer together. Friends tore them apart. <laughs> Friends tore them apart. The irony. Um, okay. <laughs> Guys. Number two. Number two. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I don't feel like this is a surprise. A surprise. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I guess not. But I still feel like people are going to be upset about it. Oh, for sure. Um, number two. Step by step. Second time around. <laughs> Don't judge us. Don't judge us. Guys, it's an updated Brady Bunch. The song is great. It's written by legends, as we've mentioned, Jesse Frederick and his writing partner, Bennett Salve. Again, they wrote Family Matters, Perfect Strangers, and Full House. Like, just icons of the decades of the late 80s, early 90s. Like, this is a big deal. Mm -hmm. 
So it is sung by Jesse Frederick and a woman named yes. Teresa James. Teresa has got the the best part of the song. Yes. Now, if you're not doing anything on February 16th, we can go see Teresa James perform what? at a church in Baldwin Hills because girl's got a website and I looked her up. Will she sing this song for me, though? <laughs> can we request it? Like, can we just sing the Jesse Frederick part? Um, I was so into it. I listened. I went down a deep rabbit hole of uh, Teresa James' tracks. The girl can sing. She's she's mm. That rasp is not specific to Step by Step. Does she sound better or worse outside of the theme song? Lighter. Ah. I would have I, I would have thought she was like a like a elderly smoky woman, but she's she's younger than you would think she is. Um, but she sounds great, and she's got a band. She's performing some like jazzy tracks. I was really into it. Um, but this was her only theme song. Um, the reason why it's so high for me is that it's just like. I, it's just it's it fun. starts off with a roller coaster scream. It does start off with a roller coaster scream, and it's just like. It's so hopeful. This is what I said before. It's like that second time around, like they're widowers, like they're blending their families. And it's just like, we can do it this time. Like we got a second chance, you know? And it's just like, this is what life threw us a curveball, but we're thriving. And I'm and just we into love it. a good duet. And this is yes. probably the best sitcom theme song duet. Yeah. I think you could say that. Yeah. And again, like. Who doesn't love Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Somers? Like it's, it's just cheesy great. in the best ways. Absolutely, it is perfect for TGIF. Like, and this is why I think it's so seared in my brain because it was like right time, right place. Like it's so bubblegum and ridiculous, but just like still hopeful and great. And it sets the tone without being like explicitly narrative, which I really like. Like it's not just telling you like, oh, my husband died. Oh, my wife Here's died. Here's a story Here's of a, a lovely story. lady. Yes, yes. Which is, I mean, that's a whole different. That's a <laughs> Story Simple, for a second. Sorry. I mean, but that that was a template. That you know, that was amazing. The Brady Bunch theme song. We didn't do the sixties. Bad on us. It would have been too hard. <laughs> the Adams family. Oh, man. All right. Guys, number one. Number now, one. I feel like everyone knows what it is. So you would think so, but I was asking my husband, we were like chatting about it, and I was like, Do you want to know before we record or are you gonna wait? And he was like, I really wanna know. And he didn't he couldn't guess it. Which I was just like What did he guess? Friends. Okay. He guessed friends. Okay. Which makes sense. But number one, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Now, I would argue that if you're between the ages of like 25 and 45, okay, okay, I would say that roughly 60 to 70 percent of people could just spit out the words to this song, yes, like right away, like just without just be like, oh, sing me the freshman in Westfield, like just immediately, like without even thinking about it. And I think that's why we had to put it as number one, yes, because even if you didn't watch the show, you know this song, and I don't know why, I don't know how. But it was just like so of the time. Also, I think too when I I was telling Eric about it being number one, he was like, "That show came out in the '90s." I would have sworn that came out in the '80s, and I was like, "Nope, 1990, 1996." Like hit right at the time. Hit right at the time when Will Smith, Fresh Prince, was like exploding. Um, so the song is actually called "Yo Home to Bel Air." That's Great, the title. <laughs> um, but you will often see it as the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song. Quincy Jones wrote the music for this. 
Love that. He was also an EP on the show. Did you remember that? No. Were his daughters keeping him hip? I hope so. (laughs) I just like thinking about Rashida being like, Dad. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Um, So... You know, so Quincy Jones writes the music, DJ Jazzy Duff produces it, mm-hmm. Will Smith does the lyrics. Um, this was released exclusively as a single in the Netherlands. Why, Why? not worldwide? Unclear. We um, all want it. And in the Netherlands, the B-side was parents just don't understand. So it was like, what? they're very similar. <laughs> they're, very, they're very similar. I did have to know if they were shot on the same set because it's all that like graffiti, graffiti. spray paint. Yeah. It doesn't appear. Different graffiti. Different graffiti. My problem with this being number one. Okay. My personal problems. This has nothing to do with you or anyone else. <laughs> okay. But as far as hip hop goes, Will Smith is not great. I think Queen Latifah, a living single, would even be better. Although there aren't as many lyrics. Right. Number two, I once saw a church camp counselor recite this song, and I was like, "Ew, you're not. That's, this isn't cool." <laughs> Ew. So um, it takes it down for me. I get it. I was reading that. So DJ Jazzy Jeff is still a DJ and does like 180 yeah gigs a year, and says that he has to play this song because people like lose their shit if they don't. And he's played it in Singapore, like in London, in Alabama, and. To a person, every single time he plays it, whether it's 50 people or 50,000, every single person is, like, spewing the lyrics <laughs> back at him. And he's—it's 30 years later, and he's still just like, what? Like, yeah. I mean, that's—you could say that with Friends, too. Like, it's those amazing. two songs. Yeah. And so, you know, there's definitely something in there. Um, so, from a lyric standpoint, this was basically a first cut. Well, just, like— this was it. He, they wrote it in 15 minutes. They went to the show producer to, you know, or the creator of the show to be like, hey, do you like it? And this guy was like, I was like a nerdy white writer dude. And Will Smith had like just <laughs> written, a, had just won a Grammy. They'd won, you know, for best hip hop artist yeah. or whatever. And he was, he was going to be like, no, I don't like it. And so he was like, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Um, and so it was, that was it. They wrote it in 15 yeah. minutes. That was a, that was And it's kind of topical because SNL just did oh, totally. a spoof on it that mm-hmm. was really funny. Yeah. Um, I found one sort of like sad, sort of funny uh, factoid about this. So in 2013, the song put schools in Ambridge, Pennsylvania on lockdown because a student had this song as like his voicemail and okay. it, like was set to play the song. An optometrist was calling the student to like leave a reminder about an appointment and misheard the lyric as shooting some people outside oh, the school my God. instead of b-ball. And it like sent all the schools like on lockdown. Paranoia. I mean, right? Like, what a time. Um, but I was just like, oh, the fresh prints getting people in trouble. Um, but I also thought maybe that person was a kindred spirit of yours because they have their voicemail as Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. Um, Anyone who has a theme song ringtone yeah. is probably cool with me. Yeah, you could at least the talk p- to wait, them. Wait, nope, I take that back. <laughs> you could it, at least talk to them for like five it minutes. It 100% depends on what the theme song is. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Yeah, I mean, we know how you... If, if it's like Game of Thrones, we'll be like, cool. Or if it's Big oh. Bang Theory, you'd just be like, no. I'd be like, no, bye. Absolutely. We will not get along. <sighs> it's, a, it's a good theme song. Um, okay, that's it. 90s. That's it. Not our top nine for the 90s. I mean, it's all downhill from there. I've been giving a lot of thought to what you said about streaming shows and why do they not bring theme songs back? There's no reason. And 
Eric was telling me that in Seth MacFarlane's contracts, so Seth MacFarlane, Family Guy, you know, American Dad, The Cleveland Show. I don't know about the Orville, which is also his show. He, it is a requirement that they have a theme song because he feels like it's such an instrumental part mm-hmm. of the show. And well, it, he's a he's a musical. He's guy. a music guy, and he's definitely like kind of like harkens back to like days of old. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Family Guy theme song is sort of directly related to all um, in the family. All in the family, and so it's like I I understand and I get it, but it's just like. He has, you know, signed two $100 million contracts, and that's, like, one of the sticking points. That I love it's like, that. I will not make a show unless it has a theme song. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah. So why don't I'm shows have I them? may have mentioned this last week, but Mindhunter has an intro that's just instrumental, and they do a lot of, like, slow shots of, like, the recording device. Uh-huh. And I skip it because it's, first of all, it's three minutes long. Like, that's too I long. I don't need that. Yeah. But why not just throw... <laughs> Throw some lyrics about serial killers in there. Like, don't just give me this boring thing. Like, it's not even fun to watch once. Like, yeah. True Blood has a very long intro as well with uh-huh. a song. They have a theme song. Yeah. And it's long, but it's at least visually interesting. Huh. Like, I can watch it. Um, I do know that that was sort of integral in Fresh Off the Boat because they have, I mean, it's a theme song that's like 20 seconds long. Yeah. But the show's set in the 90s and it's like shows had theme songs. And so they were like, we have to have a theme song. Yes. Um, but, and I guess the Goldbergs has a theme song too, actually. What is it? Um, I know and I don't want to sing it. Oh, you don't want to sing it? No. Fine. Okay. Um, it's like, you know, when they put the <laughs> tape in the recorder. I don't know. I mean, it has a theme song, but I was thinking about it. I'm like, I wonder if they did this because it's an Probably. 80s show and you... Every show had a theme song. Yeah. Like Fuller House still has a theme song. It's the same theme song updated. Roseanne will probably have the same theme song updated. Like any show that's being rebooted will have their old theme song. I know, because it's just, it's like, because it's of the time. And I I just, I miss it. I wish, I wish that we could be, you know, oh, let's do the 2010s or whatever. And like, what are our favorite narrative theme songs? I mean, the OC. But well, that's not even a sitcom. No, it's just Kimmy Schmidt. Like, that's it. And it's a great theme song, but it's just like no one else has anything that's like gets stuck in your head or like an earworm. And I will say it is a marketing vehicle. Like, the fact that, you know, 50,000 people will yell back the lyrics to Fresh Prince of Bel Air yeah. to DJ Jazzy Def, like, that means and the show meant something to a them. The show might be garbage, but the theme song will last forever. Like, people will always know the words. Absolutely. And, like, I mean, Family Guy, like, I feel like half the reason it's still in the ears because of that theme song and that opening And The Simpsons. I mean, it's instrumental, but it's amazing. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, guys, I really think if Netflix... bring it back. Netflix, Start that hot petition. (laughs) Petish. We're doing it. Did you just say petish? Yeah. I kind of liked it. It's like, what's the worst word I could say right now? Petish. (laughs) Petish. If you guys want to sign our petish, um, if you want the link to it, just email us at hellofangirls at gmail.com and we'll we'll send it to you. Um, You know, what are your... What are your thoughts? Did we totally jack this up? We know that it's like definitely slanted towards our opinions. But is there a show that you're currently watching that has a good theme song? Oh, yeah. Please tell us. Please tell us. Also, we're still open if someone wants to write a song for us or if you need us to write a song for you. Yeah, we will Mm -hmm. do it either way. We are open (laughs) for business. Uh, Follow us on all the social medias. The social. Yep, on all of the social. If you like us, maybe leave us a review. We love that. Um, yeah, and I think that does it. We did it. Theme kind of. For now. There's there's For other now. things we're going to need to talk about. Animated shows. Oh, uh, man. Just 
DuckTales. Animaniacs. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, All right, guys. So until next Friday. Bye. Bye. Fangirl Fridays is brought to you by TV Time. Download the TV Time app to track the shows you love and react to your favorite television moments.